Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boy in Akron, Ohio, who received a bone marrow transplant from a stranger, has finally met the donor who saved his life. He's Luke Bennett from Kansas City. 11-year-old Carson Lennington Stewart met Luke a year and a half after undergoing the transplant to treat large-cell lymphoma. Thanks for being so, so amazing. As of December 20, 20th, 2017, God allowed you to be part of my life. Carson presented Luke with a statue that says, Because of you, I live. Teens who are bullied online are more likely to suffer from poor sleep and high levels of depression. A new study from the University of Buffalo found that 15% of high school students are victims of cyberbullying. Researchers found a distinct connection between online bullying and poor sleep quality and depression. They warned severe levels of depression can lead to harmed relationships or suicide. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch in the Rube, our Monday overreaction show. Graham Couch alongside Jason Nick and a uh, surprising morning. This is not the show I think we thought we were going to do about an hour ago. Um, but there is really only a few items to get to today. Uh, the biggest, John Beeline leaving the University of Michigan uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's always nice to have breaking news on a Monday. It right is good. before the show. Yeah. It's helpful. Would have been nice. I, have, I have to say that was the last thing I, was, I thought I was going to read this morning, to be honest with you. I, I did too. I was I, shocked. I, and the problem with that Woj account when he breaks news is there's that fake Woj account. Yes. You, <laughs> you have to, because my buddy who's a Michigan fan sent it to me when I stopped at the store, and I, so I had to check before you can react, right? You have to make sure, like you said, the Woj account, the fake Twitter accounts, and so you have to do a little due diligence beforehand. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> it wasn't until I looked. You always look who retweets it. Sure. The people I feel worse for today are like Nick Baumgartner was supposed to be going away for a little while. I, I don't know if it was paternity leave or vacation, Oof. and he tweeted out like twenty minutes before that news, off for a while, <laughs> on vacation, gone, and then like thirty minutes later, I'm back. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just 
But how long should he have to, you know, what, a couple days today, tomorrow, maybe be done by Wednesday? Right? I mean, well, I, the job search is on, I guess, right, for Michigan, so maybe not. Yeah. No, he'll be on for a while. Oh, I mean, th- these things ruin summers. Um, yeah. And, and that's okay. It's part of the job. It's happened to me a few times. Um, yeah, it's – it's. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's brutal. It, it can be brutal. I had a hockey coaching search job that that, that ruined a vacation, and that was just uh, that was like Jeff Blaschel to Michigan uh, to when Jeff Blaschel left Western Michigan for the Red Wings. I think I got hit uh, that summer as well. Where I think this is, I think this is interesting on a number of fronts. I want to get into all this stuff with you. It, what it means for Michigan, I think, is is, is incredibly consequential. I also think it's. It's impactful for MSU, right? I mean, this had become a rivalry that was just really getting, I don't want to say just because it had been going for six, seven years now at a really high level, but it had reached a point that we don't get to see very often where two schools are in an elite level. You know, one school is in the championship game. The next year, the, next, the other school is in the final four. And as then coming back as the number one ranked team in the country. There was a, they were truly the best two programs in the Big Ten. And we had not seen that with those two schools, that rivalry in either of the two major sports ever. And I'm not sure it'll ever happen in football, but it had happened in basketball, and I think it was, it was clearly the case, and it was sustaining itself. And yeah, you had this year where Michigan State was a really be- tough matchup for Michigan. And then you had last year where Michigan was a tough matchup for Michigan State. You just had this given that it's take. It was almost hard for people to trash talk in the rivalry. And I think there was because what are you going to do? You can. I mean, even Michigan State that won three times this year, and then goes to a Final Four. You know, what are you going to say to Michigan that the year before owned your program and then went to the championship game, and you don't know what next year is going to bring? And I think it had gotten to a point that there was a real. I think Michigan State fans respect John Beeline. I don't, I don't think, you know, this isn't a Harbaugh situation where there's this animosity because Beeline doesn't treat MSU like the, the typical Michigan side of things. He's a hell of a coach. And I think, you know, as nationally he's respected too. Right? Not just Michigan State fans. Everybody respects John Beeline. I mean, you really don't hear a bad word said about the guy. And the fact that it's the Cavs where, you know, it's Dan Gilbert and people thought that could be the Izzo landing spot if it ever happened. You know, Izzo would joke about leaving to the NBA as of recently as this year. I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I don't, not that he totally missed his window, but I think his window is smaller. But I also think he knows what he has coming back. Like this was not, a t- this was a time, like if you look at what those two coaches have, John Beeline lost a ton. And well, if you think you lost a lot, John, wait till you get a load of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, and Izzo has the number one team coming back. So let's le- let's read the Cavaliers roster here. Uh, give me give me some Hoff for one quick second. I got it in front of me. Kevin okay. Love, J.R. Smith, Colin Sexton, mm. Tristan Thompson, Jordan Clarkson, Seti Osman, Delavadova, Shani. Well, no, Fry retired. Larry Nance Jr., Ante Zizic, Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris. And John Henson, Stoskis is on there. Yeah, yeah, Stoskis is on there. Stoskis has turned into a nice player. Marquise Chris. And the guy, I I do like Colin Sexton as a young player. So you've got, 
you, you know, but either way, it's a developmental gig. What's interesting is I'm reading these uh, tweets and analysis from the guys who cover the team and people like Brennan Quinn and, and uh, Nick Baumgartner. Uh, and one of the things they're saying is as of last year, once that Pistons thing didn't work out for Beeline, that this was always likely to be the case. The next decent NBA opportunity that came along, he was going to take. He was intrigued. He had kind of decided that's what he wanted to do. Um, I just think it's a mistake. I don't you know do why for Beeline. Beeline. Yeah, I just don't think it's a, it's a job. I mean, come on, five years. Do you think that he's going to make it through his five-year contract? I don't think so. I don't think he can turn the Cavs around. I mean, if LeBron James could not get free agents in his prime, to the Cavs. Here's what happens. How so, is John Beeline going to turn this thing around? But, but if you're John Beeline and you you began as a, as a community college coach, I think you might have been a JV coach before that, but a community college coach, and you've worked your way up through every single level to come to the NBA. to get when you, I mean, when you're at Erie Community College, you know what I mean, in the late 70s, the idea that you would ever then be the Cleveland Cavaliers coach down the road mm. is pretty I think amazing. I the coach at Michigan's better. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying, but he is a true ball coach who this intrigued him, and he had done a lot there for a long time. I don't know if he ever, I think he realized to, yeah, sure, he may get back to a title at some point, but you can get there and not win. I think if he had won one, this would have probably been a more concrete feeling in his head if he had won it a year ago or won it in 2013. But I think this is something that intrigued him. And a couple things on the, the idea that it's a, it's a bad job. One, there's a ton of money involved. It's a five-year deal. And but you could say he has a ton of money. He does. The other thing, though, is you get a coach like John Beeline as respect is there aren't many of these guys. The NBA does. The NBA hires within its own circle, and we don't really understand how good coaches are. John Beeline is a ball coach who's universally respected. If you fire John Beeline, that's cool because every NBA coach seems to get fired. But people will know <laughs> it wasn't really him. Like he is his game, the way he and I think he was intrigued also. His style, what he likes to do with guard play, he his his coaching style is is built, and I'm talking about the stuff he runs. His offense is built for the NBA, for the NBA right now, and I think he was intrigued by that too. What what could he do with NBA talent? And we can argue and joke about whether the Cavs are NBA talent right now, but what what could he do with NBA talent? And I think if that's an itch he had to scratch, this was the time to do it. And and the, frankly, the Cavs are a better job than the Pistons. Much better job. Right, but I just think this was a job that he would have needed to get at, like, 50, not 66. I just don't know. Why not? We got, we got guys running for president in, like, 75. Yeah, and how's that working out? Oh, we got I, listen, one who's I, in office, I, I, and we got another who's the you, front runner. I mean, if, you, if you built a legacy that he has 12 years so far in Michigan, turn that program around. I don't understand how the Cleveland Cavalier job is better than the Michigan job. And that was my thing with Izzo. Like, you have a legacy. You you walk on water here. You're a Hall of Famer. It's, Why it's, go to a, a, a franchise like the Cavaliers that are going to be a doormat for the next four years? I mean, he's going to get fired here. He's not going to make it five years. And if he gets fired and, and you know, he's 70 and he wants to retire, this might be the swan song he wants. Sure. To me, what you don't want to do is die with regret. And if, if this was an itch John Beeline had to scratch. Like, I believe for a while it was an itch Izzo had to scratch. The idea, they wanted to scratch the idea of could he coach in the NBA or the idea that he could he could do it. But I don't believe it was the same way it was for Beeline, who his offense is what the NBA has become. And I think he he thinks I, I think this was something he really wanted to do. 
And he wasn't, like Izzo spent 30 years at Michigan State. 36, what are we at? 83 to, they've been there like 36 years now. He's a, you know, he's kind of a Spartan. That's who he is. His identity is there. Beeline has been a number of places. He doesn't have that same identity. He never embraced the rivalry with Michigan State as seriously as anybody else involved with it took it because it's just not where his psyche ever was. It wasn't, you know, it, it, it just, it's not, it's not who he was. I think for him, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. Like you come back, it's hard to win a title. Maybe you can put together another team that does, but you look at Michigan next year was not going to win a title. And it was going to have two really great defensive players um, and Xavier Simpson and John Teske. Simpson, a senior. And then the next year, you're rebuilding. I, I think he knew he was at least three years away from getting another shot. And I, I think the NBA is intrigued him. I, I don't blame him for that. I, I think the, it's a better job. We can look at something as a better job. And absolutely, Michigan, you can argue, is a much better job than the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can argue a lot of college basketball jobs that are good jobs with the stability they can create if you're a good coach are better than NBA jobs for certain reasons. But if the itch is there, if this is something you want to do, if this is something you're going to always, if you're going to be 10 years from now in your mid to late 70s, sitting there going, I wish I had, wish I had coached in the NBA. I wish I'd gotten that shot. I'd done all these other steps, I'd, uh, everything else. I'm a ball coach. This is what I, I really wish I'd gotten to see what that was like. Then you got to do this now. So I don't blame him on that front. I don't blame. I mean, people should do what they want to do. I mean, do you think if it were Michigan were a basketball school and not a football first school, he would? No, have I think he wants. I think he's a ball. Coach. I don't think that stuff matters to him. I think what matters to him. I don't think this would matter if he was the head coach at Indiana. I think he wants to coach in the NBA and see what that's like. Now, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't know if that's the job. I don't see him making it five years. I don't see the Cavs being a contender within even two to three. And you know how you know, GMs and, and presidents and owners are impatient in the NBA. So here's John Beeline's tweet as of five minutes ago. Thanks to everyone at the University of Michigan for their incredible support these last 12 years. Our fans, alums, lead, uh, leaders, players, and students are amazing. It's been a heck of a ride, and I hope you enjoyed our teams and staff as much as I did. Go Blue forever. Hashtag go blue. So he's he's confirming what everybody's saying that he is uh, he is out the door for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now this has ramifications a lot of different ways, and and for Michigan that had found you know the thing that he did at Michigan, he came in and they weren't hoping to win big with Beeline. He came in, they needed a guy who could get them back to the tournament and do it clean, and that's what. I think that the, they were hoping they'd get, and they got that. And he was even on the hot seat. You know, we wrote a lot about it this year when 2011-ish, when they were struggling, and they go in East Lansing and have that huge win. But he, he, this is why you hire great coaches. I mean, this is, and you stick with them and you give them time. I, I often wonder in college basketball how many great coaches or potentially great coaches weren't given the time, and that program never found out what it could have been. But there, so there are big ramifications here for Michigan, and there are ramifications here potentially for Michigan State. I mean, this is a rivalry that it will always be there, but a rivalry that, it, again, found itself on equal footing. And that was, I thought, you know, I mean, it, we all went through this last year where they played each other three times in four weeks and what that was like to cover and to watch and the anticipation and the intensity of that. It was really cool stuff. We'll get into all that next here, Couch in the Roof. 
Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi, sip on handcrafted cocktails, or one of 46 beers on tap? Take your game day or date night to Casket Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casking Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Pure Green Lawn and Tree Professionals, your local experts meeting all of your lawn and tree care needs. If you have trouble with stubborn weeds, crabgrass, or just poor color, call 517-703-1111. No high-pressure sales, just knowledge and amazing customer service with many programs available to meet your individual needs. Visit us on the web at puregreenlawn.net to have one of our team members meet with you to figure out a simple, inexpensive solution. Would you or someone you know love to make a difference in the lives of kids and get paid for it? Dean Transportation is now hiring responsible and caring school bus drivers. You'll earn a competitive benefits package, 401k, paid time off, and we offer flexible scheduling. Excellent driving history required. Paid CDL training provided. Apply now at deantransportation.com slash jobs. That's deantransportation.com slash jobs. Make a difference in the lives of our kids and get paid to do it. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new Carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred Carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing Carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With Carrier Cool Cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production. For four incredible bounces, the NBA world held its breath, and when Kawhi Leonard's shot finally fell through with no time left on the clock, History had been made. The first Game 7 buzzer beater ever as Leonard's fadeaway jumper in the corner to bounce four times on the rim before going in, lifted the Toronto Raptors to a 92-90 win over the Philadelphia 76ers and a four-games-to-three victory in the Eastern Conference semifinal series. It was great. That's something I never experienced before, getting seven game-winning shot. So it was um, you know, a blessing to just be able to you know, get, get to that point and make that shot and feel that moment. And it's something... Um, you know, I could look back on in my career. But no looking back just yet. The Raptors advanced to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. In the West, C.J. McCollum scored 37 to lead Portland to a 196 Game 7 win over Denver. Blazers win the series 4-3 and move on to play Golden State in the finals of that conference in what will be a matchup with the Curry brothers, the Warriors Steph, and the Blazers Seth. Matt Stewart, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is criticizing Democrats for claiming there's a constitutional crisis. On Twitter, Trump said that's pathetically untrue. He went on to say the true constitutional crisis was the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. 2020 presidential candidate Michael Bennett says President Trump is the most fiscally irresponsible president we have had in generations. Here's a guy who's managed to rack up a $2 trillion deficit at a moment of full employment in the country. On CBS's Face the Nation, the Colorado Democrat criticized Trump's spending decisions. He commented that it's almost impossible to do that. 
and a Savannah, Georgia police officer shot Saturday night responding to a robbery is dead. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says the suspect opened fire on two officers. Sergeant Kelvin Ansari died at the hospital while Officer Douglas Thomas was released after treatment. The suspect eventually shot and killed by another officer nearby. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Gambling, booze, and lots of opinions. You're listening to Couch in the Room. Graham Couch here, Jason Nick, Couch in the Rube, reacting to the news of John Beeline leaving Michigan for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this now becomes, for more, Ward Manuel, the, the AD there, and Michigan State some at some point may have this with, with Bill Beekman, if he's still the AD there. This is when you earn your stripes. You know, like, you can come in and everything's great and you can shake hands on football Saturdays and, and, and you know, but when you've got to hire a coach of one of your two major programs, this is, this is, this becomes huge, and and a guy like you know, I wonder if Nate Oates hadn't gone to Alabama. I saw Jeff Goodman tweeted that uh, whether that would have made sense. Uh, where they'll go, uh, Billy Donlin, you know, somebody like that. I mean, do you swing big this year? Do you think it's within your program? Uh, the person's already within your program. I don't think they're gonna hire within. I just don't. But not that that's the wrong hire. And here's the thing: this is where. If you think you've truly got the person, like this is where great leadership has to supersede everything else. You've got to go find the person you think is fit to lead your program the next 12 years. Not the, not, you don't win the press conference. You win the next 12 years. And maybe you can do both. But I think it's, it's you know, that's what you've got to go find if you're Michigan. The right fit for what you are now and what you become. And what you become is different than what you were 12 years ago. John Beeline has made it so. You are viewed as a clean program. You're viewed as a winning program that does it consistently, that plays an interesting style of basketball, that's found some defensive – there's a lot of great things about Michigan basketball right now that did not exist in 2007. So it, it's a more – A, it's, 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 it's a But if you're going to swing big, job. who are you going to swing big for? Brad Stevens? I think you make all – yeah, I mean – I mean, what would you have to offer Brad Stevens? So, so the, the reporting here is, and I think this was Nick Baumgartner who reported this, um, is that Ward Manuel had an inkling once the Pistons thing happened last year that they were going to lose Beeline to the next NBA gig and that he has a small list already. Like, you know what I mean? He began, which is smart. If you're an AD, you should always have a list. So that he had a plan for this in place. This is not blindsiding Michigan's AD, which says a lot of good things about, about him. But who would you go get? Who would who would your calls be? That I don't know. It depends on how big that Michigan wants to swing. I, I definitely Brad Stevens. I mean Tony Bennett at Virginia. You go that big? Does anybody want to watch Tony Bennett style of play after watching John Beeline's? If you win a national championship, you'll watch whatever. You watch a hamster in a wheel for a season. Who cares? As long as you win, I think Brad Stevens would be the guy because you know he can recruit. But obviously, you have to give the assistants at least an interview, right? I mean, everybody's telling me this morning Saudi Washington is the guy that should get the, the first interview. I don't know. Why not go assistant? Why should we not go assistant? Or we well, can go assistant. Again, you've got to know your program intimately. And, and, and that means you've got to know just because they're an assistant on a winning program. Beeline is different than Izzo in the fact that Beeline 
does more in that program than his assistants do in some ways. Now, uh, you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, if, if there's a great story Brendan Quinn did in Maui uh, two years ago. And it really gives you a sense of just how tied Beeline was into everything. Whereas Izzo will delegate more, more to those assistants. So Beeline will know, the AD should know. And, and I believe as a head coach, you also have a responsibility to speak up here. You don't just blindly, loyally say this is the guy. If you have a guy on staff you truly believe is ready, then you fight for him. And you, you push him getting an opportunity or at least getting a look in an interview. I've seen situations where, you know, to me, I'll give you an example. I have buddies who are Southern Illinois fans. And Bruce Weber, who's now at Kansas State, had been in Illinois, he built that program before leaving Illinois. The guy who followed him was Matt Painter, who's now the head coach at Purdue. Great hire. He'd been the top assistant. The next guy, Chris Lowry, and they won a little bit with him, but then it fell apart. The third guy I don't think was turned out to be a great hire. And to me, does a guy like Chris, uh, does a guy like uh, Matt Painter or a guy like Bruce Weber have an obligation to speak up and say, you know, this isn't the guy? I don't know, and I, but I do think you only fight for your guy. You don't fight for him out of blind loyalty. If, if he thinks Saudi Washington or any of those guys on staff, I, and I don't believe it's going to be internal. I just don't. You think this job is highly sought? Yes. Does Ward Manuel think highly of his job? of this next head coaching hire. I mean, to go out and like throw out a Jay Wright and Bennett's and Brad Stevens, do you think that's just trying to shoot your shot or you're just going above expectations? I mean, do people view the Michigan job as a hot job? I, yeah, I believe it's a really good job. It's a, it's a university where you can recruit nationally. It's a place that's winning recently that has a good culture in place. I, I believe it's, it's a great job, and it's a great place if you are a like the the Stevens Billy Donlin ideas, um, Billy Don uh, Donovan ideas. Sorry, the the, co- the 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 Oklahoma City Thunder coach and the Brad Stevens the Celtics coach. If you're a guy who was a very successful college coach who's in the NBA who's looking for an out, this is a big enough job to me to give you an out if you want it. And so, if those two guys interest you, it's worth a call. I've got our guy. Who's that? Tim Miles. Tim Miles. Um, day. Huh? Come on. If they hire Tim Miles, <laughs> we will do this show shirtless the rest of the week. Yeah, speak for yourself. I haven't worked out. been hitting that grill pretty hard. I'm not taking this shirt off. How dare you? I'm not throwing it out there. Come on, Timmy Miles, baby. Why not? This will, I mean, I don't think Michigan's a guaranteed win forever job. And we saw that uh, before, right, when, when they fell apart under uh, Brian Ellerby and then Tommy Amaker couldn't get it back. The difference between then and now is that they were winning by cheating previously, and then they had to figure out how to win clean with their reputation destroyed and the program destroyed. Now you are taking over a program that is a reputation of winning clean. and Kick it old school. Start cheating again. That's what you do. Why not? Hell yeah. yeah. You have to. Nobody's here coming. Why not? Yeah. Will Wade, what are you doing? Want to come to Michigan? Let's do this. Wouldn't that be hilarious? They hired Will Wade. They're not going to hire Will Wade. Steve Alford. Um, <laughs> Why not, man? This this would be this changes big the Big Ten and and it potentially changes the rivalry with Michigan State. That it, it's too bad from MSU's standpoint. Like, I guess here'd be my question for you: If you're thinking like an MSU fan, do you like this or not? I don't mind it. I mean, I. 
respect to Beeline, but I wasn't worried about Beeline being there anyway. I mean, he hasn't really crushed Michigan State in the past years anyway, right? I mean, a little bit. There's been a rivalry a little bit, but I mean. It's been very even. Yeah. But is it scary? I mean, are you scared of Michigan every time you play them, especially beating them three times last year? No. And yes, it was good for the Big Ten as a, a fan. If you're a fan of the Big Ten, yeah, you hate to see a guy like Beeline go. Unless they bring in a heavy hitter. I thought it was good for MSU last year. I thought it forced MSU to take its game to places. We, we, we did not see MSU going there and winning uh, at Michigan that first time when Cassius Winston was so brilliant. The second game, it certainly looked like they were going to lose. It, it forced Michigan last year forced the best out of Michigan State, brought the best out of Michigan State, forced a level of, a level of play and execution and grit out of Cassius Winston. Um, it, Michigan was good for Michigan State last year. Incredibly good. I don't think that, I'll tell you that, I don't think Michigan State last year beats Duke to get to the Final Four if they hadn't had to go through Michigan three times. Because that was the only team in the Big Ten. You can argue Purdue as well, it turned out. So we'll, we'll say Purdue. But when they played Purdue at, at Breslin early, that it was that wasn't the same Purdue team. They played them later. Michigan State was on the you know was due for a game where they it just that was you know they played them twice early. They didn't get Purdue later in the year, but Michigan was really the only team that equated to that level of play where they had to take themselves to that level. I thought it was good for Michigan State. I think it's when you are secure in what you are as a program. This is where Michigan State basketball and football are different. When you are secure in what you are, you are. It it makes, you know. Like, like losing to Michigan twice in a season doesn't change what Michigan State's program is. People don't jump off cliffs. The Michigan side can't slam you for it. I mean, I, I think a, a year ago when it happened, people did, but that's a little natural. But in other words, Michigan State, I just did a piece today not knowing the Beeline News was going to happen, looking at the NBA talent from the Big Ten and the different programs and how it equates to winning in the Big Ten. Over the last 20 years, Michigan State is by far the best Big Ten program in terms of place. And I think they, the last 10 years, they've, their average finish has been 2.2 in the Big Ten, 2.7 over the last 20 years. Nobody else is in the twos. And either the 10 or 20s. I mean, it, it is their consistency. Michigan State is, 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 is set and solid in, in who they are. And, and that's been. And, and I think the way they bounce back this year after uh, the, the way they finished last year, that tumultuous year really secured that even more. So Michigan only helps you. Having a rival that's that good. And, like I know there are some Michigan State fans out there who would love to see Michigan suffer at all costs. They'd love to see them higher than next Brian Ellerby and this thing just fall apart and Michigan State dominate uncontested at the top of the Big Ten. How about Tommy Amaker? He can come back. But see, in football, it's different. In football, I get it. It's much less secure. Like if I'm a Michigan State fan in football, I, you know, I want Michigan to, to stink. I want the, I want them to suffer. I want that co- level. I want that competition gone. I think the 2013, 14, 15 years were as beautiful as anything that'll ever happen again. That's the difference in the sport. I, I think this, I think this hurts MSU. Not hurts MSU, but it's it, it's not. There's no benefit to losing Beeline to MSU other than. Maybe it costs you a Big Ten title somewhere along the line when they're slightly better than you are. 
but it doesn't cost you a Final Four. I think it only makes you better. Again, I think this Final Four happened in part because Michigan was there to test you. Are you surprised that, uh, I mean, this in this state, I know Izzo hasn't left Antonio or anybody, but this is the first of the big coaches to leave in a while. The first successful coach to leave on their own. Are you su- surprised it was Beeline? No, because, I mean, obviously he took the job interview with the Pistons. And I'm just wondering why he wanted to leave Michigan. Was it the recruiting? Was it just because, or was it both, it, recruiting and the fact that he wanted to see what he could do at the next level? I just think at 66, it's a little little late and you're taking the Cavs job where you know you're going to get fired in what three four years and did Dan Gilbert have something to do with it did he consult Izzo because that's what everything I was reading when I found out it was actually real the Woj bomb was real everybody's like oh look at Dan Gilbert trying to get uh, Beeline away from Izzo Izzo was scared of Beeline all that stuff I don't know I just don't know why you'd want to leave a job like that um, a great thing that you've had for the past 12 years and I only thought it was going to go up from here and to take a Cavs job, and, and you know, our Cavs player is going to actually pay attention, listen to what he says. I don't know why anybody, like, I, I'm contemplating, like, why, I'm asking people why they would want to watch it anymore. And I'm an NBA guy. I couldn't imagine going and coaching these guys. I could not imagine. But if that's what he wants to do, five-year deal, what, 20, probably 25 mil, maybe more? I mean, did he hate recruiting that much? I guess. Well, I, I think all these guys hate recruiting. I, I think some of them love the the. When, I mean, Beeline was a guy who uncovered talents a little bit. There's a little D'Antonio in him in that sense. Sure. And I'm sure he enjoyed that facet of it. But, yeah, all, I mean, Izzo hates this, the recruiting. All these guys Yeah, but we talk about that, but then that. would you rather recruit or do you have to kiss Jordan Clarkson's ass? Right. And, but see, or do you have to deal with J.R. Smith? Right. I mean, no, uh, there, there's going to be headaches ahead. Uh, but but I do think a couple things. One, I think Beeline, this was something Beeline was going to regret if he didn't do. It was clear to him. He, he This intrigued him enough. And, and frankly, the, the Cavs are a lot closer to the title than the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons, again, we've talked about this. They're in that mid-level. They've got to they've hang there for a little while, then tear it down. The Cavs are at the bottom. The one thing LeBron has done for them each time he's left is he has taken them flat. I mean, he has taken them from the top to the bottom. There's been no stuck in media, you know, mediocrity. But if you're beeline, like we talked in the first segment, if you're beeline, it doesn't concern you whatsoever that LeBron in his prime could not get free agents to Cleveland in his prime. And now, you know, John Beeline, a, a, a coach that is respected in the Midwest. I don't know about, you know, I, I know he's respected nationally, but you know what I mean? People know of him in, more in the Midwest. Are free agents going to look at John Beeline and go, oh, yeah, I'll come to Cleveland? Yeah, there are lots of things you don't know. But I also think he'll be empowered enough by Dan Gilbert, who I think Gilbert respects Beeline a ton, and he's the owner. And we all know Beeline's a great basketball coach. Again, to me, if, I, if I'm a GM elsewhere in the NBA and you're a player that's a cancer for John Beeline, you're blacklisted. Like, to me, John Beeline's a great coach. It ain't his fault. If it doesn't work, I'm looking at that roster. I don't want pieces on that roster. There are certain coaches that I believe are just ball coaches that just get the game that, to that level. If you can't play for them, you can't play. I don't want you. I just don't want you. I believe he's one of them. I think Brad Stevens is one of them. You get a lot of them out of the college game. I think that's why Kyrie Irving. I don't know if I want. I mean, look, I would take Kyrie in a certain matchup. From, but I don't know if I want Kyrie on my team. Unless I'm the Pistons. And you desperately want Kyrie on your team right now. Because you take anything. Are you going to win with Kyrie? Certain places you would. I think you need another guy. I think Kyrie and Durant would win. I think Kyrie and uh, 
somebody I think I don't know if Kyrie and, and Blake would because Blake's a guy who you know plays with ball movement and sees the floor well and and it's I, I think if you Kyrie works with another ISO player I think if you're if you're an offense that works that plays off each other I don't think Kyrie works for Beeline I think if Kyrie Irving was the still the centerpiece of the Cleveland Cavaliers I bet you John Beeline does not take that job if he was like the long-term centerpiece fresh five-year deal or whatever I bet you John Beeline, because Beeline, Beeline's offense, Beeline could put his whole offense, and, and Kyrie's going to dribble, shake, go, and he's one of the great scores, great ISO scores you've ever seen, but it, but it ain't what, what John Beeline wants to do. John Beeline's got a chance to mold, you know, put this team in his style, his roster, and Kevin Love's still on that roster, right? Yes. So Kevin Love is a guy, a good, a, a, a cerebral big man who – will will play into what Beeline wants to do. Shooting big. I mean, there's a lot of things about Kevin Love that, that fit exactly what John Beeline wants to do. I don't know. I don't know what the over-under is on the Cavs. I take the over to next year. It's going to be low, and I take the over. 22 wins. So that's what it is? Vegas no, has it? No, I'm oh. just looking at their record last year. Yeah, I mean, so say John it's... John tw- Beeline plus this roster. What do you think? 20, 20 well, well, they didn't have wins. Kevin Love last year. So John Beeline, Kevin Love, <laughs> another draft pick. I'm going 27. I'll take the under. And I never take unders. Really interesting morning. Couple of th- couple things to note. Uh, we are only doing an hour show this morning. Apologies for that. Uh, this is where my two jobs collide. You get news right before a show. Uh, I'm, I'm writing off this, and uh, I, I need to have it in by a certain time. So we're doing it one hour today. This will replay. If, if, you're, you know, if, you, if you're a live listener and it starts sounding the same second hour, it is. Uh, also, um, you know, and, and, and I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, Earl Robinson uh, died, um, the former longtime uh, host at uh, radio host at KAR here in, in Lansing, and had been ill for a long time. And, and I, it'll be a that'll be a tough one. Tom Izzo was very close to him. Um, Jack Evelyn was very close to him. I, I think it'll be a tough day for Jack. And uh, so that 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 is, and uh, many of you who are in Lansing of a certain age probably listen to him quite a bit, and we're well aware of him. And uh, I, you know, the thing about Earl. Jason is you do. I remember doing an interview once with him when before Michigan State played Western Michigan in like 2010 or something, and when I was in Kalamazoo, and he'd ask me like I don't know, he'd ask me so much so in depth questions on Western Michigan. I always wondered like, do your listeners actually care about this? But <laughs> well, like you would like I, I I see this this backup guard is uh is, is not playing. How does that impact the game? Like. Earl, I, I don't know if this is your your audience, but Earl was a good dude, and uh, and um, yeah, I think so. There are a lot of people around here. This this will be a tough a tough one for. Us. So we'll be right back. Couch in the room. You're connected to business rap in a snap. This is Luke Mardigan, and my show is Be Insured, where we help small business owners navigate all things related to insurance. And if you are a small business owner. Insurance can be intimidating, especially when you're trying to decipher what coverage you really need, how much you should be paying, and whether your agent's looking out for you or just trying to make a quick buck. On this week's show, we discussed several topics with our experts. These topics are very important for small business owners because these are the coverages that you really need and that are most often missing. The first one is coverage for your property away from your business. Most policies don't provide coverage when you take that camera or laptop or drone out into the field. So if you don't have that coverage, it's important you talk to your agent. 
We also discussed a really sad story where one of our friends who owns a business had an employee pull out in front of someone and that person passed away in the car accident. It led to a lawsuit and the business owner did not have proper liability limits. They ended up paying a lot of -of out-of-pocket costs that their insurance didn't cover and were left with a big bill. So it's important that you have proper liability limits and umbrellas that go on top of those policies. We also briefly discussed professional liability and why it's important to your business if you're a contractor, attorney, insurance agent, or any other profession where you have to provide your opinion as a job. Join me and my table of industry experts as we break down things like liability so you can save more money and ensure your business is properly covered. So if your business insurance is something that's keeping you up at night, you definitely want to tune in. It's all happening on Be Insured with Luke Mardigan. For more in-depth business discussion on this topic and many more, go to businesswrap.biz. Also, download the free OneTouch Business Wrap app by searching Business Wrap on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And from our founder, Suzanne Heward, that's a wrap. When basketball season's over, we are going to have a regular segment with Divorce Doug. I have PTSD. Doug and these dating apps. It's incredible. Tells me some of the stuff during the break. I'm like, yeah, I know where that goes. It's- Do you miss it? No. You out of your mind? What the hell am I supposed to say on this? Teresa, listen to the show, you idiot. <laughs> Do I miss it? Do you miss getting uh, laid randomly on a Tuesday night? No. No, Graham, I don't whatsoever. Sure. What kind of wingman are you? Couch, Couch in the room. room. 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific on Spotlight Radio Network. I'm going to throw this Twitter question out here. If MSU fans, are you glad to see Don Beeline leave Michigan? And I'm trying to whittle this down. Help me out here. Answer two is no. He made the rivalry great, and it's got to be one. I hate these polls that you can't write like just the length of, of answers. Got to be so small. Come on, Twitter. And why is it? Yeah, our Twitter question Tuesday and Fridays. People can write a whole manifesto, but you can't do it on the poll. I know. What the hell? Like 8,000 characters on a regular post. Um, all right, I'm going to lose the word the. And just know that I know the word the should be there. No, he made rivalry great. that work? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like sure a, no one will try to correct you on that. Everybody will. Sure. Damn it. No, please do it. I want to see. Because I want to know those people. All right, so here, here are the four options. What do you think of these? Yes, uh, I want U of M to stink. No, he made rivalry great. Um, I don't care and haven't decided yet. Is there a third? Is there, is there, is there one that's better than those? There's people out there that don't care. I don't know. I like it. All right. We'll find out. Ship it. Ship it. It's shipped. All right. Ship that. Ship that sucker. Yeah. There we, uh, there we go. And in the break, Graham, I was looking at coaches that left the college ranks for the NBA. I don't know if some of these names, you remember some of them. Leonard Hamilton. Who went from Miami and joined Michael Jordan with the Wizards, if you remember him. Tim Floyd, uh, Mike Montgomery, Mike Dunlop, and P.J. Carlissimo, who was actually had some, some a little bit of success in the NBA. Oh, yeah, Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger did it. Yep. Lon Kruger was, you know, he was the guy who took the Atlanta job when Izzo didn't. Izzo was offered four years, $20 million. Kruger, I think, got four years, $16 million. This is back in 2000. And uh, 
and that that didn't work out for him. But he was in the middle of his career, I think, looking for a huge payday, and didn't want you know he was kind of a I don't say a nomad, but he was not going to be a lifer at Illinois, and he was looking for you know another. Uh, and I see. I don't really blame a, a guy like Lon Kruger trying to just get paid. I mean, Beeline's got cash, kind of has a legacy thing going at Michigan. Why go to the Cavs? That, that was my first reaction when I saw the news this morning. Somebody says, "Don't use the comma. Use comma then space." When I was trying to create, I don't know what I did. Who knows? Just answer the poll question. But thank you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I was asking for help here, and he did offer help. So, um, yeah. So far, the, the the forty votes in. It's this is great. This is this is what I love. Forty votes in, and we know these stay as they are usually early on, right? You give me forty votes, it usually stays the same as a thousand votes. Forty votes in, forty percent. Yes, I want him, I want U of M to stink. No, or forty percent. No, he made rivalry great. 18% I don't care, 2% haven't decided yet. So it's even right now. I think people are conflicted. <laughs> they don't are know. the I don't cares like just football fans only? I'm trying to figure out who's, who wouldn't care about that. Maybe they don't watch college sports? All right, here we go. Uh, Cassius Winston appreciation account writes in, U of M being bad is more enjoyable because I like their fans to suffer as much as possible. However, it was definitely fun beating a solid team three times this year. That was, that was a really it was more than a solid team. They were, well, I guess they did lose in the Sweet 16 badly to Texas Tech. But Texas Tech turned out to be a, a bit of a behemoth and a difficult matchup for a lot of people. But, yeah, they were a top, you know, they were a top 10 team this year. They were more than solid. I, yeah, I, I don't, I'll be very curious to see where this, where this actually, uh, where this actually winds up. And where it winds up for Michigan. We're going to have Brennan Quinn. And Sean Windsor on the program this week as time goes on. Maybe even <laughs> some Nick Baumgartner. We'll, see, we'll, we'll have some combination of those three um, when, you know, when, they're, when they're able to do it. Uh, obviously not today. Um, I think some of the best stuff is from Michigan fans on Twitter. It's Michael Spath. I think he does a radio show in Ann Arbor. He's talking about fans uh, talking about betrayal and zero loyalty. Makes his blood boil. So, He's saying so Michigan his fans, or, no, 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 no. He's no. talking about fan yeah. callers or people on Twitter that are Michigan fans that are saying that Beeline showed betrayal and zero loyalty, and that he stabbed Michigan in the back. Maybe Michigan fans do feel that way. It wouldn't shock me. I, I think that's crap. I think the guy gave you twelve great years. He resurrected your program. Yeah, but did you expect anything else though? Yeah, I mean, come on. If if a coach gives you a decade of his life. Resurrects your program, takes you to two national title games, brings you even with the. In, I mean, this is this is similar to like. So here's where the comparisons again lie with the D'Antonio situation. If D'Antonio were to leave right now, D'Antonio is twelve years in, same as Beeline. He brought you even, and he for a while dominated that rivalry. If D'Antonio were to get an offer to be the you know, head coach of the Cleveland Browns tomorrow and decided he wanted to scratch an itch before he retired, that's not a lack of loyalty. It's a guy who gave you 12 years of his life. He had a heart attack on the freaking sidelines. 
John Beeline had triple bypass last year. Not triple bypass. Well, he had a heart surgery last offseason. And if you talk to to, uh, a guy like uh, Brendan Quinn, he'll tell you that that not taking the Pistons may have saved his life because he's not sure he would have got the medical checkups. He would have just worked his butt off through. Um, I will ask him about the specifics of that. I don't want to get it wrong. But there were reasons medically that he got checked up that may not have happened if he had taken that Pistons kick. But like if D'Antonio were to leave the Cleveland Browns right now, and maybe it's because in MSU fans, they think Narduzzi's right there and that's not a drop-off and there's no – what. and Michigan fans what, – what I think what, what scares Michigan fans right now is what would scare Michigan State basketball fans a little bit is there's no obvious heir apparent. Like Michigan State football fans, I feel like are in the most comfortable place they can be with the idea of losing a coach, right? It is if, – if Mark D'Antonio goes, Narduzzi is probably the guy you make that call to. But there's also in-house Mike Tressel, who's just shown that he can do it with a defense and, and might be a good – you know, certainly worth an interview. There's a guy like Harlan Barnett who I think a lot of people like and thinks a very good football coach who went down to Florida State as the defensive coordinator. They, you feel like there are, are good options for people who help D'Antonio build it. And that's the other thing that's, that's sometimes, you know, makes sense to, to look within. John Beeline built something, and somebody who's been with him who understands how it happened and why it happened there might be smart. But there isn't a coach who's left recently, like, Laval Jordan, you know, it went to Butler and they struggled last year. If he had gone to Butler in his first year at his alma mater and they had been, you know, after being decent at Milwaukee and they had been really good and I don't know, I just don't think the timing's right. But Kari Alexander, obviously things didn't work out at Detroit. So that's, that's not really a possibility. There isn't a guy yet on his tree that makes sense. Just like there's not a guy on Izzo's tree it makes sense. And I think that when there's not an obvious heir apparent and you, you feel like you're potentially losing something, but lack of loyalty. I mean, I, I, I you know, I've loved having John Beeline coach college basketball in the state because I've loved watching his teams. I've loved what it's done to the rivalry with MSU. I, I think it's, uh, I think it, 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 I think it's a little sad for Michigan, but I think, I think it's cool when people, you know, one thing, I, I think the worst thing in life is regret. And my sense is that John Beeline will not have that after taking this NBA job. We'll be right back. Couch in the Roof. Hey, Michigan State fans, if you want to know what's the latest on the Spartans, whether it's football in its upcoming season or basketball and how Michigan State will do, or if you just want to know if that recruit is going to become a Spartan, make sure you listen to me, Rico Beard, the host of the Spartan Beat. You can listen to my show Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on the East Coast, 9 to 11 a.m. on the West Coast, right here on the Spotlight Radio Network. Michael Patrick Shields here. My pal Jim Baker runs Corporate Office Interiors, and their expert space planning and design services can provide great ideas and options that will transform your work environment into a place you'll be proud of. This is Jim Baker, owner of Corporate Office Interiors, with offices in Lansing, Detroit, and servicing the entire state of Michigan. We are committed to providing you with exceptional results on your next office project. On time, on budget, every time. Contact us at corporateofficeinteriors.net and let us help you. 
It's time for Did You Know, brought to you by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. Did you know that with just the sports events coordinated by the GLSA, over 75,000 athletes are brought to Greater Lansing every year? Add to that family, friends, and hundreds of thousands of spectators, and you've got a significant impact on the local economy. That's millions of dollars over the last 10 years. Are you involved in a sports event that could be a fit for Greater Lansing? Find more information at lansingsports.org. And now you know. Seeking family fun on a budget? The Ticket Machine has a variety of family pack specials for sporting events in Lansing, Grand Rapids, Detroit, and beyond. The Ticket Machine staff can help you find the seats, suites, and parking for football, hockey, hoops, and harder-to-find events that fit your family's needs and budget. For the best seats, service, and prices, visit theticketmachine.com. Stop by in person at the corner of South Hagedorn and Mount Hope, or call us at 517-655-3201 and let the Ticket Machine help you make memories. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production. For four incredible bounces, the NBA world held its breath, and when Kawhi Leonard's shot finally fell through with no time left on the clock, history had been made. The first Game 7 buzzer beater ever is Leonard's fadeaway jumper in the corner that bounced four times on the rim before going in, lifted the Toronto Raptors to a 92-90 win over the Philadelphia 76ers, and a four-games-to-three victory in the Eastern Conference semifinal series. It was great. That's something I never experienced before, getting seven game-winning shot. So it was um, you know, a blessing to just be able to you know, get, get to that point and make that shot and feel that moment, and it's something um, – you know, I could look back on in my career. But no looking back just yet. The Raptors advanced to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. In the West, C.J. McCollum scored 37 to lead Portland to a 196 Game 7 win over Denver. Blazers win the series 4-3 and move on to play Golden State in the finals of that conference in what will be a matchup with the Curry brothers, the Warriors Steph, and the Blazers Seth. Matt Stewart, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is criticizing Democrats for claiming there's a constitutional crisis. On Twitter, Trump said that's pathetically untrue. He went on to say the true constitutional crisis was the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. 2020 presidential candidate Michael Bennett says President Trump is the most fiscally irresponsible president we have had in generations. Here's a guy who's managed to rack up a $2 trillion deficit at a moment of full employment in the country. On CBS's Face the Nation, the Colorado Democrat criticized Trump's spending decisions. He commented that it's almost impossible to do that. And a Savannah, Georgia police officer shot Saturday night responding to a robbery is dead. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says the suspect opened fire on two officers. Sergeant Kelvin Ansari died at the hospital while Officer Douglas Thomas was released after treatment. The suspect eventually shot and killed by another officer nearby. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. This is where Hick meets chick you're listening to couch in the room all right just about out of time here uh poll question update msu basketball fans are you glad to see john beeline leave michigan 40 percent yes 38 percent no 14% I don't care. 8% haven't decided yet. Some good reactions. We'll get into all this again tomorrow. Uh, the show will repeat itself here for the next hour. Sorry, we just got to do an hour today. I've got to write. We'll have Sean Windsor on tomorrow as well. Good show today, Jason.
It's time for...